Hi there, and welcome to Harnessing Wellness Weekly. I'm your host, Naomi Ross Thorne, and today we have the pleasure of talking to Carly, who is a nurse, and how she's been coping and working during this um, pandemic, some of the things that she's been experiencing and how she's been finding it all. So welcome, Carly. Thank you, Naomi. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time this morning. I know um, it's your day off. Uh, I guess I'm just really curious about how um, you've been coping during this time and some of the nursing things that may have changed for you or um, what's been going on. Sure. Well, um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, uh, I guess, not referred to as a frontline worker in this particular instance because I'm not in a hospital setting. I work in community um, for a private family. So I do home care um, and the agency through which I work, yeah, provides in-home assistance for various clients. Um, so my job hasn't really changed and the setting um, is just a little bit different in that um, my particular clients that I primarily work with are isolating in their own home. Um, so the, yeah, the care remains the same. The, the main difference is that I'm I'm actually kind of I've kind of moved into their house with them and I, I go home about once or twice a week to see my family. Wow. So yeah, that's certainly different, certainly different. So how has that been living with the people you work for and seeing your family only a couple of times a week? Um, it's, well, look, I wouldn't say it's hard because it's different. Um, we, my clients are both elderly and were advised by their doctor and specialists to isolate early on. And so, um, we made the decision to try and modify the amount of um, care care staff that were providing care to these clients. Um, and so I just got my head around it at the beginning and said, right, this is kind of the commitment and sacrifice that I'm prepared to make for them. Mm. Um, and my kids are a little bit older, they're teenagers, so kind of late teens. So um, I wasn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have made that commitment if they were younger and I needed to be at home more mm. um so I, don't, I I just did it I just feel like I'm committed to this um this family and I wanted them to know that they were being kept as safe as they could be by mm. minimizing the number of carers coming and going and I wonder also does that does that also mean that um by living away from your family as well you're minimizing any sort of transference or anything like that as well. Absolutely, for, for the clients and for and for my family. Yeah, yeah. my my girls, um, of course, finished school a bit earlier than the Victorian holidays, and so they've been home for a long time now. And of course, they're now doing the online learning, so they've been at home and isolated for a long time. My husband's still working, so he comes and goes, but he's been very strict with um, keeping his distance from the people he works with. Um, So even when I do go home, I still feel like, oh, it's increasing my risk of exposure. But I know that I, you know, if this is long term, um, at least for the next few months, I can't can't not go home. So Mm -hmm. we just have to make a calculated risk and be as safe as we can when we're doing that. 
and utilize all of the practices that have been put forward as um, absolutely yeah, yeah yeah lots of uh hand hygiene and coughing etiquette and um we don't need to use ppe other than um what's ppe um personal protective equipment um <laughs> so that's like gloves <laughs> gowns goggles all of the um masks all of that stuff mm. um we do have it in case we need it if if any of the carers or our clients um, became unwell then we've got that as backup, backup. if we need it but at this stage okay. we're just being vigilant with our hand hygiene and anybody mm. that's coming into the house is has to wash their hands on entry keep their distance um from us and the clients of course mm. and home yeah well yeah so given you've got more and, and your days off you spend at your client's house or do you go home on those days it varies. Sometimes I go, if I've got a full day off or a, a late shift either side of that, um, that kind of can extend my time at home, I'll go home. But I've actually, I decided not to stay over when I go home. I literally just go home first thing in the morning. I spend the day and then I come back to work late that night because I, I just feel like I certainly don't want to sleep in my own bed next to my husband, who I feel is higher risk. I did try one night staying at home. I slept in the study in the fold-out bed and it was so uncomfortable. I went, nah, what? I'll just go back to it. <laughs> what, what do you think about some of the changes in terms of people's behaviour? Have you been able to go to a supermarket or anything? Or Because even that, like feeling uncomfortable lying next to your husband. I know. That's in your understanding of your relationship with him. Um, definitely. Yes, it's definitely, um, it's so weird actually. Um, I've only been to the supermarket twice in the last five weeks and um, I was very conscious of where my body was in relation to the trolley and other people and where I parked and all of that kind of stuff. And and having to do that when I go into my own house is so weird. I think mm. I do naturally um, revert back to not thinking about it, um, but I certainly do when it comes to my husband. Like I have literally not hugged him in, We you know, he'll come home and I'll stay back um and it was it's very it's getting to the point now where I'm like oh this is ridiculous like, what so I can't even like touch you or sit next to him on the couch if you're watching yeah. telly. so it is it is strange um mm. but it's you know I just I don't know I'm just kind of plodding along in that sense I think gosh if I think too far ahead I'll go oh it's all too hard I want to give up uh, you yes. know um but at the moment, so we're do- both committed to doing the right thing. Yeah. And so if, if when you were saying before, if you think too far ahead, you get a bit overwhelmed or a bit, it gets too much. So how are you managing that that thought process so you don't go to too far away? Um, well, actually, the other week, um, the first fortnight I, I was here, I didn't go home at all. And then the next week I went home twice. And then the week after I went, Oh, it's actually when I'm home, I want to be home and I mm-hmm. find it harder than if I just stay here. So, so um, you want to 
are you finding that you want to be with your, like you have a longing to be with your family? Is there... When I'm there, when I'm there, yeah. I do. So I made mm. the conscious decision to just go home once a week rather than twice and mm. um, and that I would only go for the day and I wouldn't sleep over. And um, by kind of putting those restrictions and that, that kind of framework around it, it's easier for me to accept I just go right. That's what I'm doing, and so I just so that, I don't go. Oh, I'd really love to go home tomorrow. No, I said once so, a week. That's what I'm doing, and it yeah, also so you, makes me sorry to interrupt. It makes me no. realize it, it just seems more doable. I don't think too far ahead to answer your question from before. I don't go. Oh, oh my god, if they're here for six months, how am I going to do this? I, I've just decided to put that in the back of my mind. I'm, I don't. I don't dwell on it. I just do a week at a time. Because mm-hmm. things might change and, you know, nothing is guaranteed. And so I like to try and be more present in my planning and thinking. So tell me a bit more about how you stay present then. I just get my roster and I plan the next week. You know, I know what my shifts are. Um, I look at when I've got time off and I go, right, and, and then I just factor in what day I'm going to go home and then on my other downtime um, I just do other activities that I like and then can look forward to those things. Those okay, being, so you plan in some of those activities. You yeah. plan in those activities, yeah. I do. So you have a bit of a schedule. Sorry, you have a bit of a schedule of the week. You plan in what you're going to do and that's that. you stick to that and you've got your rules in place about work and your rules in place about home and that's how you're able to focus at this point in time yeah yeah and I know it sounds very strict but I also know I kind of I'm quite regimented in my routines normally and I'm a a list maker and a crosser offerer of tasks Um, (laughs) and I like that makes me feel kind of secure and comfortable I know what's coming I know what to expect there's no surprises but having said that, I also think that I'm I'm not completely rigid and I know that if I really needed to or wanted to, I could go home. And so yes. having the availability of that flexibility and knowing that I'm not going to be a Nazi about it, um, that, that makes it okay. You know, I know yeah. I can still tweak it a bit and I don't have to follow. I'm also very, um, you know, there's so much pressure yeah I've been spending a lot of time online whether it be Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is and you know there's a lot of pressure to you know get fit during ISO and do this and do that but I've been very conscious not to overload my downtime and so I'm being kind to myself and going you know what yes I brought my dumbbells yes I've got that elastic band to do my whatever's at the end of the bed but I'm not going to do that today I just I'm being kind and gentle with myself in my downtime as well which I think Mm -hmm. helping a lot I've noticed a shift in my brain actually first two weeks I'm like right I'm going to use this time I'm going to get fit I'm going to do this I'm going to and now I'm like if I want to lie on my bed watching YouTube for five hours I will and it doesn't (laughs) yeah can I I before when you were talking about your planning of the week and how you work out where you're going to do so, some activities that you enjoy. What are some of the activities that you've found that you've really enjoyed at this time? Uh, I love getting outside, going for a walk, uh, very basic, 
Um, but I've, I mean, being autumn, it's just such a lovely time of year. I'm, I'm very, um, I just throw, throw Spotify on my phone, um, my favourite music, and then I'll just go outside, wander around and really try and be very, um, spe- not specific, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Focused focused on what I'm looking at and I'm noticing mm. like I just try and notice the little things I've noticed the color changes in the trees and the leaves and um, any wildlife I come across or just just being very present in the immediate environment that I'm in and I think that gives my brain a break um, from mm. all the input that I find I feel I, I definitely am aware that I feel a mental overload when I spend too much time on a device so getting out yes. a really nice break from that. Mm. And it's interesting how you've noticed that when you focus and spend time walking through a beautiful environment or environment with the leaves that are changing on the trees and noticing wildlife or whatever, um, other sort of things that catch your eye, that you're actually noticing them and spending time noticing them and that's a big shift for you as well, I think you said, in terms of, and that's a very mindfulness practice. So yes taking everything in and noticing it and thinking about it in a sense not mindfulness is not directed at thinking or analyzing about things it's more just noticing and being in the moment of that mm. noticing so that's really that's really interesting too sorry what were and you going to say also, I've also being away from home I've I'm really appreciating that mindful time um, and just being outside because I I've also noticed that's that when I'm at home and I go for a walk I'm always thinking, right, what do I have to do when I get home? Better get dinner organised, got to do that, you know, fold that washing on the table or I, I'm always looking ahead. Here, mm-hmm. I'm just really indulging in that downtime because I know I don't have the girls to sort out or um, household tasks to um, complete. I just really feel like it's me time and it's really mm-hmm. nice. I feel wow. really appreciative of that time. Mm. So, that, so so if if to sum up your experience over the last few weeks what would you say have been your key copings um and what would you say what would you like to share with other people that you've really found amazing or maybe you've already said it but I just I, it sounds as though you're relishing this time I am I am I've I I think acceptance, I think hopefully everybody's at that point now where, you know, we were all very inconvenienced initially. It's like, oh, God, it's such a pain in the bum having to, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't. It was all very negative and focused on what we couldn't do. But I feel um, that my my focus and acceptance of the situation being what it is um, made it, this is how it is for a while and, and just getting on with it, that firstly Okay, thank you so much. I seem to have lost Carly. Um, but um, we've really appreciated and learnt a lot of things from you, Carly. I think the sound has gone out. Um, so thank you for your time, Carly. And we'll be back next week with more episodes of Harnessing Wellness Weekly. Take care for now.